This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast, dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft beer. And I am your host, Leo Longoria. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leo Longoria. Today we are recording at Foss Brewing in Conroe, Texas. It's the, it's the hottest new brewery here in the Houston area. They make some amazing beers and you should come check them out. Today we're joined by Tom and Dylan, and I've already forgot your last names, <laughs> you just told me. Emmons. Emmons. Tom and Dylan Emmons, a father-son team here at Foss Brewing. And you guys, there's another brewer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or Yeah, yeah, my cousin Aaron. Your cousin Aaron. I knew it was another family member, that's right. Yeah. So Tom and I, we, we hung out for a long time over at Pacific Yard House a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then came over and, and had some beers here and and then went to Red Brick Tavern and then came back and had some more beers over here. <laughs> Sounds like a but lot of beer. It was it was a good day. So we had beers at Pacific Yard House, came back came here and had beers. Uh, and my, my buddy Carlos Rodriguez showed up and he's like, Hey, let's go to Red Brick and I said, Hey, let's go back to Foss and drink some of their beer. It was his fault really. He, every time I, every time he's around I'm like, Man, I'm always going to overdo it. <laughs> that was a fun time. But I love y'all's beer, man. You guys are making some amazing stuff. And I, I feel you. like you guys have gotten well-deserved notoriety in Houston and have actually had the opportunity to be at some of the best the best beer bars in the area, including the Flying Saucer, Nobi Public House, among others. How's it, how does that feel? How does it feel to know that this is beer that people want? <laughs> Yo, I asked that question of Dylan because um, when it comes to the beer here, he's responsible. He's um, the one that, that puts these recipes together, that does the brewery, and that makes it happen. So I've often asked him that question. It's like, how does it feel to be a little bit validated, right? Whenever you've yeah. been brewing other people's recipes at other breweries or you've been doing it at home, and now you're doing it in your own environment, yours, like it must feel validating to have people love your beer in the tap room, but then also when you go out to, like you said, to Flying Saucer or Huey's or the underground downtown or a number of places where you go and you present your product and and they, they want to put it on the on the tap. So it's um, it's exciting for me, but um, I'm not the one brewing the beer. So I think Dylan's best to answer that question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I've had time to uh, answer that question myself. <laughs> I'm too busy you're, you're still, brewing. You're still too busy brewing, which is good. That means you don't have time to worry about all that stuff. I'm just going to make beer, and it just it just leaves. Yeah, it goes I mean, into it, people's mouths. It definitely. Right? It, it, you do have those little surreal moments here and there. Of course, that's a, it. Definitely feels um, surreal. I guess is the best way to say. It, yeah. Yeah. So, Dylan, how long have you been brewing? Uh, about ten years now. Ten years. Yeah. And you've brewed at other breweries before, mm-hmm. right? 
care to mention any of those other breweries? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the first brewery I brewed at was our, our backyard. <laughs> Southern Star? No, no. Oh, you're home. our little oh, backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Southern Star because they're, they're not very far from here. But <laughs> yeah, no, it worked out because, uh, I mean, I, I liked IPAs when I was like 19. And... Um, mm. Couldn't you couldn't buy them, buy but them. you could make your own. Right? And, yeah, and I had a cool dad who also liked IPAs and would let me make IPAs at home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, that's where it all really started. And then turned 21 and started working at Carbock. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that little brewery over there. Yeah, you may have heard of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really pulling for those guys. Man. I hope they <laughs> make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I brewed there for, worked there in, in a brand of canning line and kegging line and bottling and did a bunch of packaging and some cellar work there. And then yeah. um, the buyout happened and I kind of, I was a, a young idealist at the time. Sure, and so, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel you, man. I, yeah, I was like, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and then went to brewing school and uh, the Siebel Institute in Chicago nice. and the Domans Academy in Munich. What was the name of the Academy in Munich? The Domans Academy. The Domans Academy. Yeah. And that's that sounds really fancy. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> now, is that owned by a brewery in Munich? No. Is it, uh, it's not tied to one of the breweries out there? No. no uh, you're thinking of uh, Weinstein Academy. Yes. Yeah. 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 These are actually both opened by, or both owned by Lalamond, the yeast company. If there's any brewers oh, out there, right, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's who. They, they do other things, of course, Lalamond and pharmaceuticals and things like that. But yeah, they they uh, they own Siebel and um, have a partnership with Dillon's Academy. What's the main difference between Siebel and the Dillon's Academy? Ah. Uh, and why go from one to the other? Or like, is there was an added value going to Dillon's after? I definitely the perspective for yeah. sure. Like we learned how to brew all sorts of beer at the Siebel Institute, you know, start to finish raw materials, everything QA, and then going over to the Domans Academy, they're like, we're gonna learn, we're gonna teach you how to brew twelve degree Play-Doh locker, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but if you can make a good one of those, exactly, you can make a good a lot of. Other things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Tom telling me that that you did a, like a two week course on just water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you know writing the checks for the school. And, yeah. And I asked Dylan, "Hey, how's it going?" He's there eight hours a day, five days a week, and he said, "Well, the last two weeks we talked about water." I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> you know, me not knowing the, the importance of water at the time, of course, I'm thinking, of course, yeah. wow, this is, I'm not sure this is a good investment. But, um, of course, now being more involved in the brewing industry, I clearly understand the importance of It is water. super important. Oh, dude, like, yeah. in, in uh, at Domans Academy, we talked about hops for like a day and a half. That's it. They're like, yeah, these are hops. They, here's how they're, you know, here's, they're, they're bitter. Yeah, that's right. it. Here's how they grow. I'm All sure right, Siebel Institute. That was like a month long. Yeah, it's a little bit longer <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> that's fascinating, man. You know, going back to the water thing. You know, a lot of people really. I remember when I started home brewing. I'm like, man, one day I'm going to open a brewery. It's going to be awesome. And then I started getting into like the really technical stuff, and I don't really have a technical mind. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started trying to learn them, I was like, man, this is not. 
<laughs> what I want to do. I'm not going to be good. I might as well just stay in my lane, yeah. drink and talk about beer and sell it, <laughs> and uh, leave it to the experts like Dylan uh, to worry about water and all that other bullshit. Yeah. By the way, um, there's no language uh, filter on our show. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, al- Dylan already <laughs> dropped the first F-bomb, so we're good. We're good. I normally say the rules of the show before <laughs> before we start, but I, f- I completely forgot. Um, but anyway, here we are. Um, Tom, so you, you said you liked IPAs when Dylan started getting into them. Was there an IPA that stood out to you? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I've always been a fan of Art Car, of course. Right. And yeah. um, even wh- way back, I mean, Yellow Rose has been a, as a go-to. And, and then we've had, you know, we've been fortunate enough to be able to travel to breweries around the country and even around the world. I mean, to go to California and get a Pliny, you know, it's nothing much better right, than that. Right, right. And so, but yeah, I am. Um, I can remember the first time I actually had an IPA and thinking, how the hell does anybody drink this? It was just, <laughs> it was almost, it was really too much, right? And, um, you know, my generation, we weren't drinking those no. kind of things. So, you know, but once I had that flavor for that, or the taste for that flavor, it was over for me. And now I'm, I've backed off and, and have really come to appreciate the Pilsners of the world and the lagers and, and the different things that we do here and other people do. Um, but, you know, still, if it's a go-to, I'm grabbing an IPA. I, I just can't quite let that go. Yeah. Maybe it's probably a lot of like Stone or Lagunitas oh, back then, Lagunitas. Right? Yeah. yeah, I remember, yeah, Lagunitas and Stone IPA, of course, yeah, way back when. But those beers, like like you just said, when I first had those, I was like, how the fuck can people drink this? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. holy shit, now I go back and drink those, like, old standard IPAs. Yeah. They're like, you know what, this, this is a good IPA. Yeah. Not that yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, I, 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 I like the hazy stuff as well, of course. Sure, yeah. but. I still go back to the traditional, more West Coast IPAs tend to be my Those are my favorites too, yeah. man. Yeah, In Town, um, Art Car, Pop Gusher, Mini Boss. Pop Gusher's great, Mini Boss, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Love, I love, love, love those yeah, beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get away from IPAs for a second. So I'm drinking this incredible coffee beer called Coal Town. So you said this is the alt beer that's the base for this beer. Mm-hmm. So German alt beer. Cold brewed with coffee, and Dylan, you, you, I wish I had saved that story for for the show. Would you mind retelling the story sure, of like yeah. the the process of like the coffee for this beer? Yeah. So we did a one-off kick of that beer um, for the grand opening, just a single 15 and a half gallon keg, um, and we're like, wow, this is really good. Um, we need to do a full batch of this. And when we decided we wanted to do a full batch of it, um, I have a buddy over at Shayla Coffee Roasters on the east side. Um, and we went over there, me and a, a few of the bartenders went over there and did a blind cupping of about 12 different bridles and um, settled on a blend, a custom blend of coffee that Shayla had. Um, we picked some Peruvian San Ignacio coffee and some uh, Mexican uh, Chiapas grown coffee. And the process that we used, we scheduled a time where they could roast the beans, 
that morning, and then a couple hours later, I went and picked them up, and a couple hours after that, they were already in the fermenter. So nice. super, super freshly roasted, and then 24 hours after that, the beer was off the beans into the bright tank already. So super, super fresh coffee flavor. Notice you don't get any of that like green bell pepper sort of thing. No, yeah. that's one of the first things I noticed. And also, I'm really kind of careful around coffee beers. I don't really like a lot of high acidity in coffee. Mm -hmm. And this is a perfect roast for this style of beer. Yeah. So Shayla does great coffee. The coffee. The coffee they do is so pungent. You open up a bag and you can smell it in the entire room. Really? So we didn't use that much coffee to, wow. to get the character out of there. Uh, just about a pound per barrel of, of coarsely ground beans. So really oh, wow. kind of a low amount. Uh, okay. But it came through in the in the beer so well because it's such a high quality coffee. It is a very high quality coffee. This is Chella. Yeah, yeah. X E L A. X E L A. Yeah. All right. We have to put those guys in the show notes. That's really good. Yeah. What I like about that beer really is um, the aroma is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, I almost like the smell of coffee more than I like the, the flavor at times. <laughs> I mean, I like coffee, but I'm not a coffee, you know, sure. Yeah. But that beer has this great aroma, but the flavor is not overwhelming. No, yeah. absolutely and, not. And the other nice thing is it, it comes in at right a little over 5% alcohol. It's so 4.8. 4.8. So yeah, it's got great body. It's here. not it's something really that's, you know, that's really um, high alcohol heavy. It's quite a light beer. It's mm -hmm. very light, but it has the great aroma and a nice flavor. Yeah. This is an outstanding beer. Thank you. Now, what are you guys drinking, Tom? What is What do we got here? I'm drinking um, a hazy pale ale called Dial 25. Um, Dial 25 is an interesting name because... We're, we are housed in the uh, historic Gentry building in downtown Conroe. Actually, in 1911, there was a fire that burned down Conroe, and one of the um, requirements after that was to build all new structures out of brick. And the first building that was reconstructed after the fire was the building that we sit in today. It's been many things for the last 120, uh, 110 years, I'm sorry. It's, the longest tenant in this building was a clothing store, a men's clothing store called Gentry Clothing Store, or Gentry Men's Store. And when this building first had a phone, it, the phone number for the building was 25. <laughs> so we dialed, we, or excuse me, we named this beer Dial 25, kind of in honor of the building. That's pretty cool. Um, I love that. You know, this is, when it was a clothing store, it's been kind of um, folklore, and actually true, actually, I shouldn't say folklore, that Elvis Presley shopped here and bought shirts, and Lyndon Johnson, the former president, was, was good friends with Mr. Gentry, and regularly shopped in this building. So. That's kind of cool. You know, yeah. LBJ was good friends with my great-grandfather. Oh, yeah. My great-grandfather was county commissioner of Maverick County, which is on the border, mm. uh, for a number of years. And uh, there, there's, there's been recordings of him having conversations, oh, really? which is kind of cool. Wow. But, yeah, yeah. So, that, and this building, when you walk in here, it feels like you're walking into the LBJ era a little bit. Mm -hmm. It has that old-school vibe to it. Um, and it's very, very welcoming, very comforting. Yeah, you can hear conversations in the background. Yeah. Some, some really nice music. You get the view of the of the uh, the brew house here. Uh, you know, with beautiful like glass doors and stuff. So y'all should come check it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to show off the building. I mean, obviously we're about the beer, but um, this building, the, the physical structure speaks for itself. It's a great old building. Great high ceilings, original tin ceiling, um, original 110-year-old brick, 90-year-old floor. 
But when we worked to design the interior, it was really important for us to honor the space, to make yeah. it feel like you almost could walk in and wonder, okay, was this here oh, the whole yeah, time? Been here, right? yeah, yeah, so we yeah. worked hard to do that. And, and um, you know, I, I think that uh, if, if you come check it out, um, not only is the, the beer quite delicious, I think the space is welcoming. And, and we, we try to fashion ourselves as kind of Conroe's living room. A place to come hang out, Absolutely. have some drinks, have a little food, enjoy yourself. It definitely has that feel. Yeah. Now you mentioned food. There's some. There's a lovely looking pretzel here in front of us. You guys serve food? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have pretzels and bratwurst on a pretzel bun. Both of those come from Craftsman Baking uh, okay. in the Heights. Yeah, they, they deliver them fresh up here. Uh, we are working on pizzas from scratch uh, in my free time. That's one of my other <laughs> hobbies is regional styles of pizza and things like that. So yeah, we've been doing them on Sundays um, and we're, we're working on having them on the menu full time. How are you guys cooking them? Do you have like a wood-fired oven somewhere? No, or? no. <laughs> we, we, the, same, the same oven that we use, it's, it's, a, it's an impingement oven. Okay. Yeah, so it blows 100 degree or 100 mile per hour air at 500 Jeez. degrees yeah so, so it's like a hurricane that's a hot hurricane <laughs> yeah. that's cooking these pizzas and pretzels yeah it's crazy right? and the pizzas are a, they're, they're a thin like pan style pizza so it works okay. really well for that yeah one of our biggest challenges here is you can look around and you can see this right now leo is space yeah right i mean right. there's not i mean inches. i was kidding when i said when i, when I said the wood frame <laughs> yeah <laughs> it space yeah. is a challenge for us and we've really tried to utilize every inch of space in here and a lot of you guys have secret um doorways and, and hidden storage areas but yeah we've um it's we would love to we were talking about that today i mean we really um, we fell in love with this building, and we fell in love with the town of Conroe and wanted to do this here, but, you know, it would have been nice if we had space for a, for a proper kitchen, but, you know, we're, we're making it work. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Well, listen, we're going to take our first break, because I, I feel like I'm going to need another beer. I know I'm going to need another beer. <laughs> so we'll be back with segment two with our good friends Tom and Dylan from Fosbury, so stay tuned. Hey, Texas Beer Experience listeners, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home? From the official podcast of Texas Beer, you need to call the official Texas Beer Realtor, Hugh Height. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses, and he can help you with all your real estate needs. That's TXBeerRealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're joined by our friends Tom and Dylan here at Foss Brewing Company. So... I feel like I just scored or won the lottery or something, the beer lottery. I just got a special pour out of a, out of the fermenter or a bright tank? A lagering tank. Out of, out of a lagering tank of a brand new Italian pills from Foss Brewing. And I just had my first sip and it is amazing. And, and so in Italian, Italian pills are kind of a new, a new thing. Yeah. In the last couple of years, you've seen a lot of breweries do that. So essentially, a dry hopped pilsner. Mm -hmm. um, 
Dylan, can you tell us your thought process into how you made this beautiful pilsner that's sitting in front of us? So, uh, I mean, I've had some other Italian pilsners that I've really liked. Uh, one that sticks out, uh, two that stick out, Equal Parts, Gorlami is great. Gorlami is really good. Uh, New Magnolias, Ennio Pills is excellent. My favorite, that's yeah. my favorite, yeah. Um, and I, you know, inspired by those beers, I've never had Tipo Pills, which is the, the prototype, the actual Italian pilsner. Um, but this beer is kind of modeled a little bit after Tipo Pills, um, but it is the first in a series of rotating hop pilsners, which is what we're going to call it. So it's our Italian pilsner series. Um, the first one is 100% Saphir hops. Um, with a ton of saphir in the boil, in the whirlpool, and a, a, a moderate dry hop. A moderate dry hop. A moderate See, dry hop. You don't have to do a moderate dry hop to get the amazing, or a, a super stupid dry hop no, to get no. an amazing aroma and flavor. It is a, yeah. not a moderate whirlpool. It feels like you put like 10 pounds of dry hop in here. Right, no, I think, I think it was three pounds, three pounds in, yeah. in six barrels. But the uh, the Whirlpool edition was eight pounds. Oh wow! So quite a big Whirlpool edition. <laughs> wow! I gotta tell you, man, this is a top five Italian pilsner, man. Um, I mean, thank the two you. the two that you mentioned, the Gorlami, Enio, Buxton Brewing in, in Nederland has an amazing Italian pils also. The one you mentioned before that you said was kind of like the the OG. What was that one called? Uh, Tipo pills. Tupo pills. Tipo. Tipo pills. And who was that from? I cannot remember the name of the brewery. Is it an American brewery? It's an Italian. Brewery. It's an Italian brewery. Okay. Well, I gotta try that. Can you get that here in the states? Uh, not in Texas, I don't think. No. No, unfortunately. Maybe Louisiana. Maybe. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that going to be the next Yingling? We have to wait like 20 years <laughs> for it to get to Texas? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Don't be Yingling. Yeah, maybe if you go to Stein's in the back, they might have it. Stein's in the back? New Orleans? Stein's Deli? Oh, dude, so like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as well-traveled as you are, obviously, Dylan. I'm a little bit jealous of you. <laughs> I love New Orleans, though. I just adopted the Saints as my favorite football team. Yeah. Yeah, after a long and messy divorce with the local football team. Yeah. 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 But dude, yeah, great job on this. So this is going to be a series. Yes. How many beers do you have planned out so far? Uh, planned? I've got the next two hops planned. Um, it'll just be indefinite, though, until until Italian Pilsners aren't good anymore, which yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't know if going to happen. <laughs> I really enjoyed this time. I've never, you know, I've never had one out of like the, the Texas Gulf Coast area, but I want to try some more. Uh, the, the three that we mentioned and then the one from Italy, I definitely want to try that. Is there any outside of the Houston area that you've tried that's not from Italy that you feel might be a good contender for Italian pills? You had one in uh, Colorado. What? East, eastbound... Eastbound and down. That's the show. What's the brewery? <laughs> Westbound and down. Westbound and Westbound down. down is the brewery. Westbound Eastbound and down is the show, yeah. Westbound and down, yeah. Yeah, didn't you try that? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah? I don't remember the name, though. 
Yeah, probably the top. Man, I feel like I can't put this down. Every time I put it down, it's like I gotta get it again and drink some more. The uh, the one from Wayfinder, Terrifica Pills in Portland is very good as well. Wayfinder, weren't they the the founding cold they're the, IPA? They're the culprits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have a cold IPA here, right? Oh, uh, we had one. You yeah. had one? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone now. Yeah. What's the deal with this now? I like. I've, I've tried some. I've tried yours. And, I mean, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I just don't know if I could drink a lot of it. Just... That was one of those beers where um, it had a huge following here. Mm-hmm. But some people didn't like it, right? It, it's a little bit of one of those. It's kind of one of those beers where people love or they don't love it at all. Yeah. Um, ours was called CRISPR, and, and um, we still have people asking for it. Yeah. But it was one I happened to enjoy. Yeah. It, I love the flavor of that beer. The, I, I found the aroma to be a little different as well. Yeah. That's what was different for me. Yeah. It's like when it smelled, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not sure what I'm getting here. Like yeah. yeah. But it tasted good. I mean, it was a nice, refreshing beer. And it's essentially a Pilsner that you treat like an IPA. Uh, it's like on, honestly on paper, the recipe looks like a malt liquor. Hops like an IPA because there's corn, there's corn or rice in it. Okay, so it's an adjunct. Mm-hmm. Up oh. to up, you know seven, seven and a half percent, and then hopped like a West Coast IPA, and then fermented with a lager. How did those guys come up with that? That's I, what I heard is the brewer there just wanted to do a antithesis of a New England style. It's like they, they they're in Portland, they have to brew a New England style IPA. You wanted to do something for the guy that hates New England style IPA. I guess well, I mean, this is good enough reason for me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta love the the ingenuity, the yeah. willing to try something different. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever tried something like that, or you say I'm gonna take this style and kind of just flip it a little bit and see what happens? Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, we're about to brew a New Zealand pills with Phantasm. New Zealand pills. So what makes it a New Zealand pills? New Zealand hops. New Zealand hops. Yeah. So it's it's a pilsner, a German pilsner. Right. Dry hopped uh, with. It should. I, I think it should be a. A bit maltier than a German Pilsner. Sometimes they can okay. use an ale yeast at really cool temperatures, like a coal yeast or something right, like that. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I think it's closer to like a cream ale if you think of it that way, but without an adjunct. Could you do one with Motueka hops? You could. Ours is going to be white tea and yeah. Phantasm. I love Motueka hops. Yeah. This is literally my favorite New Zealand <laughs> Yeah. More than uh, Nelson? More than Nelson. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wasn't yeah. even aware of the Phantasm product until um, we, we brewed this IPA called um, All Green to Me, which is what I happen to be drinking right now. But Dylan could tell you more about the Phantasm, but it, I, I find this just really delicious. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Phantasm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's, it's, so it's not a hop. We, we treat it like a hop, but it's, a, it's an interesting... Um, what it is is it's a byproduct of New Zealand Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc wine production. So after the grapes are pressed, they take the musk and dry it with a kiln, of course, and then um, powderize it. And basically it gives you the similar New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc sort of thing of like, you know, gooseberry and guava and tropical fruit and things like that. Um, it's really expensive and really hard to get. <laughs> this is the, the big yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. And 
that's not on right now, is it? No, all green to me is on right now. All green to me, so that has Phantasm. It has Phantasm in the Whirlpool, along with Ozaka Lupo Max, and okay. then Dry Hopped with a very, very deft hand of Big Secret. Just a little bit of Big Secret. Ooh, Big Secret's another one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I feel like... I'm stumped all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's a question that I do like to ask everybody. Like, when you're not working at the brewery and you have off time, do you have, like, a hobby that you kind uh, of help you take your mind off of things? Dylan's not allowed to be away from the brewery. Yeah, reading books about beer, <laughs> reading books uh, about writing beer. recipes. Yeah? Yeah. No video games, no movies, no... Movies, yeah. TV shows. I like movies. Yeah. That's that's like a that's a good escape for yeah. sure for a couple hours. Well, are you a Marvel fan? No. No. More of a sci-fi horror exploitation films horror stuff movies. like that. I don't know. Have you have you met um, Sarah? Uh, she's known as Happy Wonder Woman on Instagram. Um, she so she she she. Uh, her boyfriend is Juan, who's a head brewer over at Mr. Beerworks. Oh, that's right. They came in here, yeah, a few weeks ago. I met yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's a super, super horror fan. Okay. Um, is there like a favorite genre or movie that you enjoy? Oh, that's tough. Yeah? That's hard. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick like one horror movie to be absolute favorite, it'd probably be Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah, love man, Hellraiser. that's like one of my least favorites. I just can't get into it for some yeah. reason. And I've watched probably the first three. And don't, just, you don't need to watch it anymore. And then just realize, like, I don't know why I like these movies <laughs> or why I'm watching them because yeah. I never really did like them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm more of like, you know, spiritual, like, The Conjuring, The Exorcist, that yeah. kind of movie. Those are, there's, yeah. there's definitely some gems in there. Exorcist 3, have you seen that one? You know, I, after watching Exorcist 2, I'm like, I'm not going to watch another one. <laughs> and, and a friend of mine commented on Facebook during during Halloween, and she said, if you've never seen this before, you should give it a chance because it has some really great performances. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the movie is a little on the cheesy side, but Brad Dourif oh, has... The, the as you know as the guy that's possessed yeah. is amazing and the scenes with him and George C. Scott were yeah. so good I was like man I, I wish I'd given this movie a chance because I really enjoyed it yeah George C. Scott's amazing oh yeah, yeah so just good. incredible so but yeah I <laughs> definitely watched it for the first time this last year nice. but then but I had watched the other ones like there was like prequels that were made in the early 2000s, late 1990s. Yeah. That were not good. No. <laughs> Just <laughs> terrible. Not as bad as Exorcist 2. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cash grabs out there, for sure. <laughs> it seems like that's almost as serious nowadays sometimes. Yeah. It's just a cash grab. Tom, how about you? Do you have hobbies? You know, I travel a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A lot's a relative term, right? But, um, More than me. I travel about... I, I try to spend about half my time traveling. Yeah. I just came back from a three-and-a-half-week trip, and, you know, I, I feel good about being able to leave knowing that the, the business is in good hands with Dylan, but... Um, 
you know, he's got a lot on his plate. Um, but I just have this draw to go travel. Yeah. 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 Is there a favorite place in the world that you've been to? Uh, that, like, that's kind of like picking a favorite child, right? It's very difficult, but uh, um, I just got back. It's you know, Dylan and it's music. We just, yeah, we just got back. Um, <laughs> um, we just got back from hiking the Camino de Santiago. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. But is that South America? No, we were. It's in Europe, and um, it's a it's a it's a hike that you end up in Santiago, Spain, and you can start in Portugal, Spain, or France. We started in Portugal. Oh, wow. We hiked about a little over 100 miles in seven days. Um, from, Do you camp, camp on the trail? Yeah, we stayed in little hotels on the way. Okay. And then we, you know, we stuck around in, after that, after the hike and just spent time in um, Croatia, Bosnia, some interesting places, right? So I like going around the world and experiencing different cultures and learning yeah. new things and um, you know, trying new beers if I can. I mean, it, the, uh, the craft beer scene there is well behind the U.S., of course. Right. Um, wine is the scene over there. But um, I did I did really run into some... I, an interesting story was I was in Bosnia, and um, I stuck... Looking on my, you know, phone and found a few blocks where I was staying, a craft brewery, going there and find out that there was a guy that started it that was a refugee from the war in the 1990s, went to California as a refugee, Fell in love with craft beer, learned how to brew, came back and opened a brewery in Bosnia. That's it was, awesome. It was, and he was doing some really good stuff. It was, yeah. it was, it was a pretty inspiring story, actually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is very cool. There's people taking pictures here. <laughs> there's a, there's a, um, there's a, there's some, you know, I like to talk about how beautiful our space is, but it is. Um, there is, um, we, we routinely have people want to take photos, and there's, mm. um, right now, there's people who are um, taking wedding photos or engagement photos, engagement I guess, photos probably, in, yeah. in the brewery right now, yes. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about you. Is this a common spot for you to come to take pictures? No, I've never been here before. You've never been here before? Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this is very picturesque. Yeah. Do you, so, do you feel in all your travels, do you feel you were influenced by some of the art architecture that you saw overseas uh, here? Like, well, it's kind of funny here, you know, we talk about this being such an old building to 110 years old. And, yeah. You know, if you're outside the U.S., particularly if you're in Europe, it's, Dylan knows this, living in Germany, it's 110 years old, is new. <laughs> right. But, but for us, it's old. And, you know, I, really when we came into this space, it wasn't really a, um, any influence or uh, inspiration from anywhere else. Just we were inspired by this building itself. And we worked with a, a local um, out of Houston, a, a, an interior designer that had a tremendous passion for this as well. And then, um, you know, my partner, Maria, worked with, with the, the, um, the interior design and really made this whole vision um, come to light here. So I often tell people that if you love the beer, thank Dylan and Aaron, our, my nephew is also involved in this project. And if you like the interior, then you thank Maria and you thank the interior designer. So, um, and if you like any of it, you can thank Tom because I'm just here on the coattails. Yeah, but come on, it wouldn't be here at all. It's a team effort for sure. Well, you know, I was, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I feel fortunate enough to be able to have helped make this a reality with, with Dylan and with Aaron and, 
you know, this is a, a passion for them and it's become a passion for me. And, and uh, we hope that our product, in terms of the beer, in terms of the environment, reflects the passion that we have for what we do here. Yeah, and like you said, everything that you guys have experienced in life, traveling, learning about beer, I mean, it really has come together quite nicely for you guys. And for a place that's been open for less than a year, you guys have already made a mark in the market here. And people are talking about your beer. And, and hopefully, if they haven't come here yet, they will be soon. Yeah. So we're going to take one last break. I feel like I need another beer because I'm down to <laughs> two or three sips over there. You need to try the uh, all green tea. I'm going to try the all green. Yeah, that sounds really good to get a bit of that phantasm. Another horror movie. Right? <laughs> Classic yeah. horror movie. Phantasm. Yeah. Uh, We're only uh, the first beer. one is good. Oh, the second one. <laughs> yeah, the second one's all right, too. I, I feel, yeah, for sure. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Tom and Dylan Emmons from Fosbury Company. Cheers. Are you looking for a bigger home so you can have more room for beer? Are you looking to move closer to your favorite brewery or bottle shop? Whatever the reason, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor. Hugh is a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, TXBeerRealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. I don't know what episode number this is. I think it's in the 40s, maybe. I don't know. But we're joined again by our friends, Tom and Dylan Emmons from Foss Brewing Company here in Conroe. <laughs> and we were just kind of laughing before the before we, before we uh, signed back on. But before the laughter, we, talked, we were talking about something really cool that I don't think any brewery in America has ever done before. And I, I could be wrong. And you guys can correct me if I am, but you guys are doing something that I've never heard of before. It's something called a stitch foss. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you explain what that is to everybody? Uh, so it's essentially uh, it's like a gravity keg, like a like a cask sort of thing, yeah. except the beer that goes in it is not refermented. Um, it's it's a traditional way of serving beer. Um, you see it a lot in Bavaria and Franconia. Um, it's the way that they serve beer in Dusseldorf. It's the way that they serve beer in Cologne, uh, Munich. Um, and essentially, it's it's the beer goes into this this wooden barrel, and then it gets tapped, and then uh, it just it comes out with gravity as opposed to being pushed with gas. Um, yeah, and, and we're, we'll be doing uh, Alt Beer Night probably about monthly going forward, the first one being on the 20th. The 20th of May, so yes. when you hear this, this show, it may be too late to get tickets, Yeah. but in case it's not, call them up and where, where can people get tickets? On the website, social media? Yeah, yeah, we, we made a post about it a okay. few days ago, yeah. Okay, so make sure you guys follow Foss Brewing on social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I imagine. 
Uh, yeah, Facebook and Instagram, Drink Foss Beer. Facebook and Instagram, Drink Foss Beer. So if you hear this and you want to go get tickets to this amazing event where essentially you get a glass and two pours, and if you want extra pours, they're $3 each, and they will not stop pouring beer until you put your your hand over the glass or something. Right, so, or, so here's, here's how it works. When you walk into an alt beer brewery in yeah. Dusseldorf, you are greeted with a 0.3 liter stange and a coaster. Your stange is full of alt beer. Um, that's the only beer that they're serving. That's it. They don't need anything else. It's that good. And you get a little tick mark on your coaster. Just a little, the, the server gives you a mark. And then um, as your beer gets towards the end where it's almost empty, you just immediately get a new one without having to ask and they add another tick mark. And that just continues to go until you put your coaster on top of your glass and then your check is brought to you. I gotta tell you, that's super cool. Yeah. And I can't wait to do that. So, like I said, tickets might be gone by the time the show airs, but you guys are doing this monthly. Yeah. Or have plans to do it monthly. So you're not gonna lose out if you lose out on the first opportunity. It's gonna be something that's gonna be ongoing here at Foss. And I'm sure I'll be partaking in that at least several times. Yeah, yeah and we, we've, we've, um, we've procured some traditional glassware for that, and yeah. it's, it's obviously loaded with Foss. And, you know, for $15, you take the glass home, you get two um, two pours, and then uh, if you want additional pours, $3 to fill the glass. And, $3? Jeez. Yeah. It should be a fun night. We're, that's, we're really excited. That's better than Tour Up Tuesday at the Cove where everything is $4. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a really cool system, too, because your beer stays fresh and stays cold all the time. Since it's a 0.3 liter pour, it's not small, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's I think, 13 and a half ounces or oh, so. Okay. 13 and a half ounces? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so your beer stays cold. You don't get that last couple sips where it's like, ugh, not good anymore. And, yeah. then, and then it's always refreshed without, like, you'll be in mid-conversation and look down and you have a new beer in front of you. That's and beautiful. It, yeah, it's great. That's beautiful. Do you think people could get in trouble and forget to put their coaster on top? <laughs> Possibly. They might, Possibly. Need a, they might need a waiver. A reminder? <laughs> like maybe a sign on the table that says, hey... If you've had enough, put your coaster on top yeah. of your If not, the beer is going to keep coming. Yeah. Which is not a terrible thing. Yeah. It's not a terrible thing. Anyway, um, man, that's super cool. Now, I do want to talk about this beer that we talked about in the last segment. This is called All Green to Me. It's a Phantasm IPA. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It smells great and it tastes even better. Thank you. Man, this is this different. Yeah. Like you get kind of like that when you're talking about like the the white wine grape yeah. kind of element to it, but it also has some really nice tropical fruit flavors, which comes from the Phantasm mm-hmm. powder. Um, outstanding. I don't think anybody's ever done this before here in, in the Houston area. No, we were the, the the first brewery in Houston to use Phantasm. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Yeah, I know some I'm not breweries. aware of anyone else. I mean, it, it may be, but yeah. Some breweries in Austin have done it, I think, yeah. and and of course all the like other half and you know the big IPA brewers, they right. they, they have access to these things. I'm but. sure they do. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Parrish has done something with this before. I'm not sure. I'm not aware. Yeah. Of yeah. I'd be curious to know, but man, just. Outstanding. It's a great, great beer. Thank you. And it doesn't, what, what's the ABV 6.8? Yeah. It doesn't drink that way. It drinks, it drinks a little smoother than that. And I'm noticing that there's a lot of beers here that are high gravity. And 
mean, what's that, Trellis Vision? Yeah, the double IPA. It's a double IPA. Yeah. I feel like I've had that before, and I'm super curious about the fruited double with apricot. Yeah. Because I love stone fruit. Yeah. Now, do you use, what kind of hop do you use in that? Uh, that beer is Citra and Simcoe. Citra and Simcoe. Equal parts of each, yeah. Okay. All right, so no hop beer. No hop that has a true, like, stone fruit quality to it? No, no. no? We okay. do have a Galaxy Forward IPA coming pretty pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. You know what's weird about Galaxy for me is I don't pick up stone fruit in that. No? And I don't really care for Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> and I love stone fruit. I get other weird flavors for some reason. Galaxy mixed with other hops works well for me, but like Galaxy by itself is there's like a spice element to it. Almost. It can, like it can, like kind it can of peppery. Yeah, you know, I, I've definitely weird. had some Galaxy too. That's been a little dieselly. Dieselly. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, this Galaxy, I guess we got lucky. It's it's pretty good. So this this one is Galaxy and Mosaic. So that maybe help uh, help tame some of that harshness as well. Very cool. So, new event this. Oh, Stitch Foss. Yeah. Make sure you don't forget about that. What does Foss mean? And I'll let you guys kind of fight amongst yourselves <laughs> as to who's going to explain this. So, Foss is German for barrel or keg. Uh, okay. Hence, Stitch Foss means uh, party barrel. Party barrel? Party keg. It sounds like you could market that and put it in stores. <laughs> Get your stitch files right? off the H-E-B shelf. Hey, we were just saying, he was asking what I'm going to do for my 30th birthday. Bringing the stitch files home. What do you mean? <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. And I'm really offended that you're only going to be 30, Dylan. <laughs> man, that's awesome, though, man. You're a young man, still in your 20s, making amazing beer here in Conroe, Texas, in an amazing building. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Tom, I'm sure you're a proud dad. I'm very proud. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I mentioned to you guys about two questions that we ask our guests. One easy, one maybe kind of hard. Who knows? We'll see. So the first question is, if you're going on a road trip here in Texas, what makes it an official road trip? And Tom, you can't include trips to... Europe or <laughs> anywhere else. It has to be here in Texas. Absolutely. I love, I love road trips in Texas for sure. Uh, it's a not car? a road trip in Texas for me without a stop at Bucky's. Yeah. I've got to right. get a stop at Bucky's. That's, that's, you know, I have yeah. to. I Definitely. have to get there, get some beef jerky. And beef jerky? Is there like a specific well, turkey jerky? Turkey jerky for me, actually. Turkey jerky? I love the turkey jerky. Like to keep it healthy? Yeah. I, I try. Is that part of the decision for turkey jerky? Is it, it's part of the decision <laughs> for yeah. sure. You know, know, as you get older, you got to watch that kind of thing. You you do. I I feel like I should follow your advice because I definitely don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So turkey jerky at Bucky's is the thing. It doesn't feel quite official. I can't even drive to Austin without stopping at Bucky's. (laughs) You're right. And there's like two Bucky's depending on which one you go (laughs) uh, on the way to Austin. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dylan, what's the thing for you, man? I, uh, gasoline? <laughs> hey, nobody's ever mentioned that. We could use that. It's essential. You All can't right. get any, unless you, unless you drive a Tesla. Yeah. You know, you're, if you're putting gas in your Tesla, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was an acceptable answer because I do not have one. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, do you like to go to Bucky's? Yeah. Yeah? I, uh, I like Bucky's. I like. 
One thing I noticed at Bucky's recently, I'm not in, I'm into coffee, but like black coffee. Yes. But the coffee accoutrement bar that they have there at Bucky's is crazy. It's really good, isn't it? It's insane. Like I, I yeah. was there and just like, I kind of want some of this stuff. Right? <laughs> I never do. I mean, I put, I like using Splendor or something in my coffee. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of sweet, but... But yeah, I mean, they have a lot of shit today. You can put your coffee as a damn. That and an entire pallet of electric jellyfish just sitting in the middle of the floor. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty, you, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. If you're in Austin, yeah, for sure. <laughs> an entire, I have dreams of that one day of, there's a there's a Bucky's on the way to Galveston Island. And they have dreams of like new a new beer that we're developing and just seeing a pallet. A whole pallet. Mm-hmm. Like just, yep. just going to be so awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I will take many, many pictures in front of that ballet. Yeah, yeah. All right, so last question. Today's your last day on Earth. What's the beer that you're drinking? That's so hard. I know, right? God. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, man. I it could be one of your beers. I mean, I just to kind of take the pressure off it. I don't think it'd, wanna, I don't think it'd be one of my beers. It, no? No. I, Man, it's hard for me to either pick if it's gonna be lambic or lager at oh, this point. It might okay. it, it might be something like um, like a Lou Pepe Frambois or a Saint Lem Venus from Cantillon, something like that. Right. Or it could be industry pills. The industry pills. Yeah. ABGD. Mm-hmm. That's that's a world class pilsner. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect yeah. beer. Yeah. Now, I don't want to, like, I know I do want to segue because there's another Pilsner in Austin that recently won gold at ABGB. Right. And that was Meanwhile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, well, how do you feel between those two beers? Have you had the Meanwhile order? I have not. I've had some of their other beers that have been excellent. Yeah. I've had, yeah, they've had some, some really good beers. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, Hellas was great. Hellas is awesome. The Vienna is awesome. Yeah. Their alt beer is really good. No, I don't think I've had the alt beer. Yeah. Yeah. Call it, I think they call it a copper ale or something like copper that. Copper ale, Because yeah. who would buy an alt beer? <laughs> it is a weird name, right? Like, but I, I would buy it less if, it, if, if I didn't know about beer, I would, I wouldn't buy a copper ale because that sounds like I'm drinking something at pennies in metallic. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. metallic. It's like, ooh, yeah. that doesn't sound good. Yeah. I'll beer though. That's, that's not too bad. Yeah. 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 But so, and it's funny you mentioned a lambic or a pills. Yeah. So you mentioned two lambics and then industry pills. You gotta make a decision though. Uh, it's crunch time. All right, the decision is. The earthquake is coming. Taurus Bulba from De La Salle. Wait, wait, who, okay, so who is this and what kind of beer is that? Uh, De La Sin is a small brewery in uh, Brussels. Uh, and Taurus Bulba is, it's a low ABV, super hoppy Belgian pale ale, I guess is the best way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. Man, I'm going to need you to repeat that for me after the show. Yeah. Because I want to make sure that we have a link to this beer in the show notes on Untapped. Yeah. Because I've never heard of that before, and now I want to try it. Now, can it's you, excellent. It's available in, in Texas. It's available in Texas. Can you buy it on, in the cans, bottle, uh, I know the only place I've seen it is in Houston is Central Market. Sometimes has bottles of that. Central Market. Yeah. Okay. Not, not Specs downtown now? I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. But 
they usually they usually have that, and then they have uh, Zine Bills from De La Sin also, which is like an unfiltered Pilsner. Dang, man. You need beers to try. Yeah. Yeah. Taurus Bulba is fantastic. Taurus Bulba. Yeah. I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the, the, I don't know, the bulb of a bull or something? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to find out. Taurus Bulba. We're going to put that in the show notes. So, Tom, how about you? What's the beer you're drinking? Oh, gosh. I'm not nearly as um, thoughtful about this as Dylan, apparently. But, you know, I, as, as you were saying this, I was thinking about my comments earlier about kind of the IPAs that really kind of stuck with me when I was trying to or learning to drink IPAs and one of my probably still is one of my favorites it's it's Sculpin I mean it's kind of hard for me not to Damn, yeah, I would do that out of um, kind of out of a respect for the past for yeah. me if I had that as my last beer not, not so much as it's like maybe it's not the greatest IPA it's or, a great IPA but though. it's still great it but, really is good but for yeah. me it's like it brings back as I was sitting here I forgot I'm I'm embarrassed I forgot about that earlier, but right. it's one of those beers that when I first started drinking IPAs, I thought, kind of fell in love with Sculpin and Ballast Point, and uh, they've been through their ownership changes and so forth, but I think maybe a Sculpin might be my thing. Yeah. I have respect for that. That's a brand that, you know, has, gone, has had its ups and downs over yeah. the years. Lots of great ups, and then really bad downs, yes. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but all their beers, man. I mean, I, I loved all the, the victory at sea and the variants that they made of that beer also. Yep. Some of the best beers I've ever had. I'm, I don't know what's going on with them right now. I know you can't really find them in Texas anymore, but, man, I hope I hope, I hope they come back someday because that's some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Guys, last thing. Um, tell people, you know, when you're open, how to get here, uh, anything special that you guys want to tell the audience about Fosbury? Uh Yeah, we're open every day except uh, Monday. Um, I think if you haven't been to downtown Conroe before, you should come check it out. You should. Check us out and check out some of the other places around here. Um, we were surprised about downtown Conroe before, before we came. So we're, you know... We're advocates, for sure, of this area and, and think there's some really cool stuff happening here. Definitely. And, and I mean, there's great places to eat around here, but I'm telling you, smelling the brats and, and you know, whatever you guys are putting around the brats, it smells so, so good. And the beer is delicious. I mean, I'm not going to blame you if you go somewhere else because there's some great spots to eat here. Yeah. Uh, but, man, this is, this is a destination for sure. Great ambiance, great people, great beer, great. I imagine it's great food because it smells good. I haven't had it yet. I think I'm gonna have some eat before I leave. <laughs> but yeah, you guys come check it out. Social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Drink Fast Beer. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, you guys do trivia every other Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any other type of events you guys do on a weekly basis? No. Not on a weekly basis. No. We're working on we're working on some special events going forward, but that's that's something we're just now starting to work on after finally getting our feet under us a little bit. Right, you know? right. I think we are the kind of space that if you know you've seen just sitting here with people coming to take photos for wedding engagement, and we've actually had a wedding in this facility. So, mm-hmm. oh, I, there you yeah, go. I think look, we we would love to have people come share their special event with us, get a hold of us through social media or uh, Facebook, and let us know if you want to host something here. We'd love to work with you. 
um, you know, this is a family business for us. We have a lot of passion for what we're doing, and, and we would be uh, thrilled for people to give us a shot. You know, we are one of the new guys on the block, and um, we work hard to put out a good product, provide a good environment, and to have, have a space where people can enjoy themselves. And yeah, we would love for people to come just check us out. Or if you, if you can't make it to Conroe, you can find us around Houston or other places on tap. But um, I think part of what um, makes us unique is the environment as well. So I think it, we would love for you to try a beer on tap and, uh, you know, somewhere outside of the tap room. But if you can make it up here, um, I think you'll get the full experience. We'd love to have you. Definitely. It's a special trip for sure. And I think you would really appreciate coming down here and having the beer and, and experiencing the ambiance, the great service, and the great beer. So, guys, thanks again for coming on the show today. Thank you for having Appreciate Thank the you. hospitality today. Let's do one last cheers. cheers. Yeah, you cheers, guys can bring some false beer. Cheers, Thank guys. You. Cheers. Take care.